Hello, everybody. Welcome to Seahawk Talk and Ethos Seahawks uh, here. We're joined with special guest Candace from Ethos Seahawks. How's it going? It's going great, man. I'm glad to be back on the show. Always fun to talk Seahawks football with you. Yeah, I know, isn't it? Uh, it feels like it's been a little bit. I think we talked after the first preseason game. We are supposed to talk before this one, and then I messed that all up. That was my fault. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't even remember much from the Cowboys game other than if you want to get right into it. I mean, I remember Moffe looked awesome. That's yeah, I, that's my new guy right there because of the Cowboys game. He's incredible. Uh, and if he does anything close to what he looked like in, the, in that Cowboys game, oh, yeah. Man, are we in for a fun season? But, uh, man, I'm trying to go back too. I'm like, what were some of the takeaways? I mean, it was a fun game for sure. Um, I think it was really more of a defensive game. That's a game Locke got hurt, right? Like he only played I the think, first couple quarters. I think so. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't remember barely any of the second half. I was like groggy in and out, writing notes after <laughs> I got home. So, um, I don't know. I remember Michael Jackson did not look. Good. I mean, he looked – I guess we can kind of compare it. He didn't look great against the Packers either, but he didn't look as god-awful as he did against the Cowboys. Like, that touchdown he gave up against the Packers – I have, like, two different notepads right next to me right now. So, um, that touchdown he gave up against the Packers, at least it was still good coverage that he had, right? And it was their number one receiver and their their number one quarterback throwing that number one receiver the ball. Right. So – um let him slide a little bit on that. I noticed he was playing on the right side during the Packers game, so I thought that was a little odd. Um, I didn't know. It is interesting that they moved him because then that begs the question, did Trey Brown take his place? He basically was playing the side as a backup to Tariq Woolen, essentially, while Trey Brown was kind of what would be the open starting spot right now. Did that game help him lose ground? I don't know. Um, in my mind, it did. And I don't know if Pete Carroll and his initial comments in the press conference following the Cowboys game, he was kind of, he wasn't too harsh on Mike Jackson. He's like, okay, he got caught up in one, but he was kind of gracious. He thought he overall still did pretty well. Maybe he went back and looked at the film and saw it was pretty bad. I don't know, but um, he ended up getting moved for that Packers game. And personally, it's just the preseason. So generally I'm not super high on saying, okay, the preseason dictates the opinion, but at a position that's that stacked, when it's that competitive, I think the preseason does got to go far. And while I don't think they're going to start Trey Brown, I think they'll probably still stick with Mike Jacks because he's the kind of the incumbent guy. If it were so me, too. I'd move on. Uh, I'd move on to Trey, see what he can do for you, wait for him to mess up and then plug in Mike Jackson. Because while we all give credit for Michael Jackson doing well, solid last year, there were a lot of times when those same situations happened where maybe he was in the right spot, but the guy continues to get completions on him over. Yeah, there was there was one play on against the Packers where he got beat. He did. Yeah. And if that quarterback didn't I think it was even love throwing the ball, but mm-hmm. if he didn't underthrow that ball, that's six points right there. And you know, you gotta give it to him. He caught up and he made the best of the situation. But if it's the regular season, you're like, okay, he made the best of the situation. But you're right, it's the preseason, so you're critiquing him on okay, that ball should have hit 
target. Um, yeah. I thought our D-line didn't look too great this game, but we didn't really have any starters. And I guess I was hearing on the commentary that that was the whole Packers starting offensive line, yes. except for David Bakhtiari. So yeah. once I kind of realized that, I was like, okay, this is kind of to be expected. And uh, yeah, I thought, you know, another one before I forget, because I don't even think I wrote it down. I think Kobe Bryant looks a lot more comfortable playing safety than he does cornerback. Like, he's kind of flying around. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to start, obviously. I, he's no. the third string, strong safety, whatever. But he does look a lot more comfortable playing that than cornerback, which is crazy because he was an outside corner in college. But um, maybe potentially in two years he could be. Who knows? Yeah, I think so. I I think that nickel was never going to be an ideal role for him. They really that wasn't. It's such a quick game, and in the inside you got to be so quick, and and that's kind of he's not super quick. Um, that, that's kind of yeah. He could, he could fly around, but when you're talking like in their speed, right? So like. Yeah. He's 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 not quick, but he's got speed. If that makes exactly. sense, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's not twitchy. <laughs> he can get like killed, but in you know if he's got to come downhill, especially downhill, if he's got to come downhill and he can fly and he can lay a hit, right? So I think it plays safety plays to his strengths more because now I don't know why they didn't continue to keep him at outside corner because the natural thought would be to move him just back there if he wasn't gonna play nickel, but I guess they don't like what they see at outside corner. For whatever reason. So if they if he's not gonna play there, I'm good with safety because the guy can make plays. I mean, he can force fumbles, he can fly downhill. Well, that's the thing too. If he sticks he's like you said, he's not twitchy, but right. he's fast enough to where say something happens to Quandre, I'd feel more comfortable with the with him going in there than Jared Reed right now. That's so. fair. He's he's got more experience. He's a little bit more consistent. Jerry had a great game in this. The Packers. Oh, I did. Game. I had him on. I had him on my list of stars. Too. Yeah, he had so, he had a great um, game against the Packers. But you know, it was that, that experience matters, and it was the preseason too. So I'm sure he wouldn't look that good against the first stringers. Yeah, exactly. Well, who knows, right? Until they're thrown into the fire. Yeah. Who, who knows what these guys will do? Because that's true. A lot of them look great in preseason. Uh. I guess let's see who else I got. Um, Levi Bell, another one that is like, I think he's going to make this roster. Um, they had him at fullback. I thought that was kind of cool. And honest to God, like every run play, it, it seemed like he was there. Even if he missed the tackle, at least he's there. He's the first one there. And then I noticed our defensive ends or defensive whole defensive line is doing a lot better job of getting their hands up this year than yes. in previous years. Yeah, they are. And that's and that's a coaching thing. And that's awesome that they're doing that in the preseason because that is something that will translate to the regular season. And I could be wrong, but I think they were more intentional about that personnel-wise. It seems like they have guys with longer wingspans too. Like I, I, I have to go back and double check that, but it's part coaching, but it's also just like, I think they did it last year, guys. Just, I mean, like, Puna Ford just has short like, – doesn't he have, like, short arms or something? Like, yeah, I know. What I'm saying is uh, instead of – you know those routes where the where the tight end chips for a second and then goes, right? So yeah. instead of those defenders just freight training to the quarterback, which we saw a lot last year. We've seen a lot mm. the last five years. At least yeah. the first thing they do is get their hands up. When they That's know they have a free rush, 
the first thing they're doing is getting their hands up. And, that's true. You know, they, there is increased awareness. Yes, but that's a great point. It's particularly in those situations, the increased awareness is there. And maybe this is because they're not thinking as much since they changed the scheme to be a little bit more power, one gapping, less, you know, catch and read, I guess is, is Al Woods would say. So it's less of that. So maybe because they're not thinking as much about that, maybe they are more aware of what's happening situationally on the field. Yeah, well, it's it's just making me happy to see. For sure. So it's, <laughs> it, that, like I said, it'll translate. So um, Wait, to your point on Levi Bill, I, I think I'm with you. I, it was interesting. I don't know if, if you noticed that they put him in on the inside. I noticed that game. on the Packers game. Yep. So I noticed during the Cowboys, he was lined up kind of like Moffe, outside linebacker. Yep. And I did notice he was playing defensive end, defensive tackle, whatever you want to call it. Um during the Packers game. So I don't know. He but he seemed to excel at both. So that made me happy. I think he's much better on the edge, but I think what they're trying to do, and this is what makes me think he actually may make the roster, is because they already have six edges. Uh-huh. You can't have like seven edges. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. too many. You, you gotta you gotta build your roster better than that. And, yeah, and that's a rotational piece, right? right. So, so somebody that can play both, especially a depth guy like that. And it helps that he's out there playing fullback with one of the worst um, chip blocks I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if you saw that on the goal <laughs> I didn't line. See that one. He almost grabbed the guy by the ankle and uh, wow. basically tackled him. Just rewatch it when he's lined yeah, up. Yeah, I'll rewatch that one. Great. I missed most of the first half of the Packers game, so I kind of came in towards the end. And by the time I came in, I wasn't extremely motivated to go back and watch based on the amount of punts I was watching. I, I really, I didn't want to go back and rewatch the game. I just got to be honest, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, so I think I missed that, but anyway, I, I, I think they're going to keep them. I think they're trying to see, move them inside because they're super thin on the defensive line, especially depth wise right now. So that's where he can play. And he wasn't nearly as effective in my opinion, in terms of pass rush on the inside. Cause he was a monster on the edge and he, oh. Yeah, he was in the inside, but I mean, it's not really his game. I don't don't know if I'd say he was that poorly, but he still showed up against the run when he was playing on the inside. Yeah, and that—that's what I want. Right. (laughs) Obviously, last year we were thirtieth in the run, so it's like I just want somebody that can stop that ball carrier. Yeah. And uh, God, who was another one? I didn't even look up their names. I was just this, just from watching the replay, Uh, seventy-seven and seventy-three. Maybe one of those guys can sneak on the roster. They're both inside guys. Um, uh, they is were... it Sykes? I feel like one of those got to be Sykes or Perry. If you said his name, I could probably tell you back. I'm looking probably... at the roster. Yeah, we'll probably go through those anyways to see who's going to stay and who we yeah. think are going to leave because it's it's tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, 77 and 73 both had big plays. They almost looked identical to each other too, so – yeah, good stuff. I'm seeing. I can see if I can find it. No, it's not on the website. Come on, Seahawks. <laughs> they don't have the numbers on there. So like, I, I, I'll, I'm going to guess it's like Sykes or well, Goodell had a pretty good good tail. He had a pretty good. Yes, game. yeah, that's a, one. That's, that's one. That's okay. one of the two. Yeah. So um, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, you know what? I think, believe it or not, I don't think there's a. There's like a 5% chance I think Aesop Winston might make the team just because he was returning yeah. kicks and punts. I'm with that you. was one that uh, that's kind of on the bubble for me. Yeah. I think uh, 
just out of the guys that have started. I think Bobo's making this team. Yeah. And and I'm going to owe my wife a Jake Bobo jersey because I think I told you about that at training camp. She's like, oh, that's the guy I want. I'm like, he ain't going to make the team. Well, he probably will. Yeah. um, Yeah, we were wrong about that one (laughs) for sure. Dead wrong. I mean, that was the most confident I've ever been about somebody not like – because obviously it's my wife. She doesn't really watch football. She goes, oh, that guy right there, the white guy with the mullet, he's going to make the team. I'm like, no, he's not. He's slow, but he doesn't look that slow on the field. So It's his, his release. His ability to, to release at the line of scrimmage is pretty impressive. He just has a really good timing and feel for it. If you go and watch his routes, man, that, that guy is a route runner. So, which is cool because with Jackson being out, I think we haven't talked since Jackson Smith and Jigba got – uh, yeah. wrist brain that pisses me off. Pisses I was gonna not a sprain, I think it was a break. break. Um, yeah, you're right, it's a break. Also, I do want to say what up, Steve O's in here, and we have Ryan from No More Sports. So, what what's going on, everybody? Um, yeah, so I think he'll be back week two. You, yeah, I think they're, I think he's gonna, I think Jackson's gonna push for that based on P. Carroll's comments. It seems like he's gonna push for that. I know they're not gonna play in week one. Maybe week two, but I definitely think you'll be back by week three. It depends on, you know, sometimes when they get really close to these things, they're like, well, they get really cautious, right? They're just like, well, we don't want to rush you. And so we'll yeah. see. Week two or three. And it wouldn't be more than four because they said he wouldn't be on the pup or anything. Yeah. So, I did or IR. Yeah. So, um, yeah. One injury that kind of flew under the radar really is uh, Mike Morris had a shoulder procedure. I don't know if you saw that because. Yep. I was thinking the Cowboys game, I was like, man, I didn't really see Mike Morris because I thought he looked awesome against the Vikings. And then the Packers game, I was like, dude, this guy's still not on the field. Yeah. So, And they have no idea when that guy's going to be back. I don't know what kind of procedure was done. Who knows if he's out all year. I mean. They said it was related to an old injury. And, you know, that stuff scares me when they say it's, like, related to an old injury. I'm like, okay. that. <laughs> It never goes well. Nobody ever says they fix the old injury and like they come back quickly. I, I don't I don't recall that ever happening. Yeah, and then uh, Derek Hall got banged up uh, too. I don't know what happened. Yeah, to him. I he forgot. um he so Pete Carroll implied it could be something related to an AC sprain, but he couldn't confirm that. But he did mention the words potential AC sprain. Oh, so okay. something with the shoulder. Okay. Well, uh, so, uh, defensive linemen not going well together. I'm terrified about our defensive line, and I wasn't. I wasn't before, but without the depth, I mean, the depth is Everything. Sykes, Perry. I mean, we're going to be playing the preseason guys when you rest Jaron Reed. The backup nose tackle right now is Miles Adams. Yeah, I did notice that. I noticed he played like all game at nose, and I'm not thrilled about that either. Um, no. I'm not even really thrilled about Jay Reed playing nose just because of the fact of how small he is, but maybe he's quicker, he is athletic, and that's their philosophy right now. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, it may or may not work. I I follow the logic. The question is, will it work? But I don't think that you can have, like, Miles Adams be the backup, though. Like, he wasn't. He was supposed to be third string. Cam Young was supposed to be second string, but Cam Young is hurt. Mike Morris is hurt. Derek Young. And in fact, all of our rookies, except for Jarek Reed to this point, have gotten hurt. Yeah, and uh, that's another big thing. I am really nervous about Witherspoon. That's yeah. one person. We've only seen him We've only seen him in practice, and he doesn't look that great in practice. Maybe he's just a gamer. Let's, let's pray that he's just a gamer and uh, just was getting everything down. But um, 
Well, uh, I don't know. I'm not that down on his practices. I kind of was. I, just, I mean, the one-on-ones weren't great, but he bounced back pretty well the next day. That first day, it didn't look good. He got cooked a couple times, but then he seemed like he bounced back okay, and, and people didn't talk about the one-on-ones that he did well, right? So, like, those didn't make the rounds, and then he had a really couple of good reps against Jackson, Smith, and Jigba in the end zone when they did those 11-on-11, uh, 11 11, I think, or 7-on-7, yes. seven seven, something like that. No, it was 11-on-11. 11 11. So anyway, um, he made a couple really good plays. So I actually think people emphasize the bad and don't talk about how much better he got as he, you know, got reps in the training camp. I think uh, so. Mine was just at the mock game and at training camp. The, the the couple ones I went like he was there and he did his job, but he didn't splash like the number five overall pick is supposed to splash in my point of view. Now JSN splashed at those at those games that I was at. Like I was like, man, this guy looks legit. But then again, that could show uh, how great the receivers are that he's covering. And uh, you know, he got he got there late, and that was his fault. So I don't think we need the guy to splash. <laughs> What's I don't that? want him to splash. I don't want him to splash. I just don't want him to get cooked. As a rookie, I, I don't need you to splash. Was, we got Tariq Woolen, right? Like. We don't need that. We just need guys to not be so bad that nobody throws a Tariq because they know they don't have to because it's an automatic completion on the other side. Like, that's what I need to avoid. <laughs> if we can avoid that, which is kind of how it was last year at times, then I think I'm fine. I just think the guys' expectations are a little bit unrealistic. Sup, Sajan? What's up, Sajan? Thanks for uh, – or Sajan, sorry, uh, sorry for that. Thanks for uh, hopping in here. Appreciate it. Uh, some 12 support finally yeah exactly um no that's my thing is like i just want him to cover his guy and i want him to do the right assignment but also we haven't really seen quandre Diggs at all we no. haven't seen him play with the right secondary uh except for the mock game obviously we haven't seen bobby in the preseason we haven't seen uh i guess jordan brooks is supposed to play week one sounds like I, it yeah so crazy to me. Uh, mm, Yep, because he had a torn ACL after Kyler had a torn ACL. Yep. And I don't think Kyler's going to play it all this year because uh, his timeline to return is about when Call of Duty comes out. So I do not think he's going to be focused on football. No. He's going to come back. No, not at all. Uh, so that's that's really interesting, and I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, well, it was before Devin Bush got into to concussion protocol, what they were going to do there. Were they going to just give Jordan Brooks some reps to get him acclimated into the game, or was he going to start? Uh, but now I don't know if we'll really know the answer to that because it seems like it's going to be Brooks by default because Bush is out. I think it, he's in concussion protocol, but I think he should be back by week one. I think they will split reps. That's kind of my mm-hmm. idea too. Uh, that's what I, I think was it thinking. puts him back in the competition, though, because I think Bush had kind of gained some momentum. So I think Brooks getting those reps while Bush is out. You're probably right. Bush will be healthy enough to play week one, but will he have lost momentum? I, think, I don't know. We'll see. I That's one where I think they'll probably just split it out. You know, not, not 50-50, but 75-25, whichever way, because, I mean, we've seen – we haven't seen Jordan Brooks either. So – um True. That's a good point. Uh, he asked, did Dallas get cut? We'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> Who was that, DJ Dallas? 
Yeah, I think he's staying on the team. No, nah, he's really. not going anywhere. I, I I hear that they were rumored that he was going to – I don't think they're going to kill the one veteran that they got in the room at this point. So on that principle alone, yeah. Now, do I wish he was the fourth string guy and it seems like they kind of got him as like the backup almost? Yeah, I, I wish that that wasn't the case. But they kind of played him. They played him with the starters and stuff. So I, I don't know. I think they think higher of him. Then he should be he'd be under Macintosh if he were up to me. Yeah, me too. And uh, even Sir Roderick's probably not going to make the team, but I thought Sir Roderick looked good. Sir Roderick, <laughs> I mean, uh, he looked decent. He, he'll probably make it on our practice squad. Hate that we got rid of Kobach. He got hurt. Hate that oh, we got yeah. rid of him. Kobach. I think Talapapa's already gone. I could be wrong. You're correct. If, if he's not gone already, he's going to be. Yeah. That was one guy. I thought that was going to be the preseason hero was Talapapa because there's always one random running back that does really good. Um, that doesn't ever do anything in the league. So, um, yeah, I think that's all. Did you have concerns about – one of my trends, one of my patterns that seems to be consistent in every, run ga- in every game, no matter the situation, the running game – just seems to be as hard to watch as the run defense was last year. Like offensively, nobody's creating lanes. I did notice that. um, There was a few plays, I think, last game where DJ Dallas took it right up the gut, like four plays in a row. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't see that. Uh, um, I mean, it looked good, but then again, that's in the like third or fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, That was another thing with the Packers game. I don't remember the Cowboys game. But the Packers game, literally no starting offensive linemen were on the team. So I don't – and I am i don't follow the Packers enough to know if any of those guys were started. I mean, if the Packers are starting their whole offensive line unit, what's telling you that they're not starting their whole defensive line unit, right? So I'm not. We'll yeah, see. Well, I don't know. So I kind of look more at games one and two where they played some starting offensive linemen and those guys couldn't get pushed. So the first game they played Evan Brown and they played, uh, oh, Phil Haynes. Those guys looked terrible. Oh, okay. Brown didn't look that bad. Haynes looked terrible, but he was on the left side. Then the second game, they actually did play their starters for a couple of drives and still no real ability to get out until, until now it did get better as the game went on, but you got to keep in mind when the competition goes down, and Dallas was playing their second string guys, so they couldn't get pushed against second string guys. That I think scared me the most. And that's probably outside of the defensive line depth and how with injuries that's gone down even more. The second most terrifying thing on this team. Yeah, I did. I, I did notice that a little bit is that we couldn't get a push. Um, but let's just I think that might be one of those things that comes with playing real football. Let's let's see how they look week one and two, especially by right, week man. three. If there's a if week three we're still we're still dealing with Kenneth Walker can't find a hole because if there's one guy on the team that can find a hole, it's Kenneth Walker, right? Not really. If, I thought he did great. I thought he made great decisions last year. No, he struggled sometimes. Okay, so he's very boomer bust. I will give you that he can be an incredible guy, and, and when he hits a hole, he can give you home run speed, but. <laughs> Hard. He hits holes hard. He can also like miss an opportunity and sometimes misjudge 
his cutback lanes. He always, everybody was complaining about the jumpbacks, right? Like the cutbacks, like he cuts back too much in the dancing in the backfield, dancing so much in the backfield that he misses opportunities for, you know, like to get two or three yards. That was a complaint for him last year. I hope he gets better with that. If he can get better in that, then like, whew, look out. But um, he was a bit boomer bust, so I can't say if there's a guy that can find the hole, it's him. You're, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right, because I do remember Pete talking at the end of the year this year, just talking about every play is not going to be a touchdown. Right. Like, we need we need those three yards on first down instead of losing right. one. Right. So I guess, I guess you're right, but I think that just is kind of an age thing, going from college to the NFL, too, because in, right. in college you can cut back so All day. Much. Yeah, exactly. So I think – I do think he has a nose for finding the hole, but I think he's a little bit too optimistic mm-hmm. with trying to cut back and find, you know, find room somewhere. Sometimes especially he's got to put his head down. Yeah. Especially yeah. And especially when you had uh, Austin Blythe last year yeah. in, at center. Yeah. So um, let's see. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Sai Jen had a question on update. Uh, you must have missed, I think you missed it right when we were talking about JSN, um, Sai Jen. But yeah, just the, Update on him. We're thinking he'll be back. Uh, I think Joe said he thinks he'll be back week two. I think it could be week three. We don't think – I neither one of us really thinks he's going to play week one. But Pete was very optimistic about him coming back when he last talked about him. Seemed like he came back pretty determined to play early. So you love the spirit, and it's just a matter of if they're going to feel – I think it's going to depend on how Joe, uh, Jake Bobo plays week one if they're going to rush him back or not. If Jake Bobo doesn't do much of anything, I think they'll go ahead and, like, play Jackson week two. But if Jake Bobo does a couple of Jake Bobo things, then they might wait till week three and just say, hold on, Jackson, like, make sure you're all the way back. Let's, we'll uh, let's look at the roster right now. That was something yeah. I kind of wanted to do. Um, so, obviously, quarterback, they're going to have Ehlers be the emergency quarterback. And then locks could be too. I don't see any big changes there. Um, let's just go to the roster, and that's my fault. I don't have it brought up right now. I yeah, I actually um I have my roster up too. Um, though I don't know if it'll let me like show it. We'll go. Oh yeah, sure. If you can do uh, share screen, it'll show. Okay. Up. All right. Let me. <laughs> Sorry can, about. That. Can you guys see this? Sorry, it's like it's just like a Google spreadsheet, but <laughs> is this no I oh, can't no. no not yet. Oh wait, I see. I see. Okay. Sorry. Oh, guys. present. New to this. New to this. Here we go. Okay. Oh, awesome. That so this is what I had. Um I, I I probably gotta go over and double check to make sure there are no errors with this, but in general, it's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, so this is post cuts. Yeah, post cuts for sure. Yeah, fifty three man. Um, I got D. Eskridge out to the side because since he's suspended, he doesn't really count against the roster spot right now. So I kind of got him as irrelevant over there. Um, yeah, that looks. Now I put K. So I guess we can go. You want to go through? Well, I guess there's nothing to talk about until wide receiver, huh? <laughs> Not <laughs> really. Like I, said, I think I think it'd be a huge shock if Sir Roderick Thompson makes the roster. Yeah. It sucks that it has to be down to fifty three guys. You kind of wish yeah. it was sixty. You're like, because there's these few guys that you're like, Sir Roderick Thompson's good enough to maybe get in on like a third quarter carry. You know, just one. He's good enough to be in the NFL, but I don't think he's going to be good enough to make this team. I think he'll be on the practice squad. We might still see him though, because you know they can always do those call ups. So. 
if they get low on injuries with the running back position, which every year happens, we'll probably see the guy uh, at some time in the year. They'll call him up. Yeah. Um, hey, what's up, Corey, before I uh... – before we move on, I think uh, Esau Winston Jr. might take Cade Johnson's place. I was I struggled with this one. I struggled with this one because the only reason why I put Cade is because sometimes I like to lean on those guys who have been around a lot a while, like Penny Hart, right? Like mm-hmm. nobody really knew why Penny Hart stayed around that long, but he was a guy they trusted. He was a guy they kind of leaned on. Cade Johnson played quite a few snaps in both week 17 and the playoffs. So because they trusted him that much, I think it's possible that he gets the spot. But my personal preference would be Aesop. Um, I just kind of went on what I thought they might do. Yeah, yeah, no, you might be right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that, but it's I, tough. I prefer Aesop personally. I'm with you. I don't prefer either. I guess I can. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't make a huge difference to me, unless Aesop is doing what he was doing, returning, uh, except calling a fair catch on the five-yard line. I'm not sure if that was him or not. I don't remember. That was one of the dumbest things I've seen in a long time. But, um, yeah. you know, he just – the next time he got a punt to the five-yard line, he ran right past. I'm sure he got his ass chewed about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just whoever's returning punts. If, if they want somebody returning punts, I trust Aesop more than Kate Johnson. I saw Kate Johnson was returning kicks too, so I guess – yeah. I think that Winston is a little bit more valuable on special teams, though. I give you that. Like, Kate Johnson has been a guy on special teams, and it really, he had a really bad look preseason last year. I think he's the guy that, like, fumbled the the, the punts and stuff. Like, that was him, I'm pretty sure. So, I think Aesop does more in terms of special teams value, but the experience, do they weigh that with that fact that Kate's played games? And he's had some pretty good catches. I mean, he, he showed himself yeah. as – valuable um when yeah. he's on the field and in, in real nfl games um yeah so i think that's the only if he won i doubt they keep mabry on the active roster i didn't like what i yeah. saw out of him yeah. at all during at the all. preseason they I can really like, get somebody else like anybody else maybe he's been around for a while he's not going to get better just find a new guy find a new yeah. and it sucks it does it's it's hard to say but it, yeah he did not look good i mean he didn't really look good last year when he came in for the jets game he scored a touchdown but yeah. anybody could have scored that yes um, and literally okay that was rude i was gonna say literally anybody did but that's that's me and not do that um okay so that's it for wide receiver i think tight end is really nothing to talk about there well we just did that um okay if it were i if it were myself I would not have Stone Foresight on this roster. Me neither. I was going to tell you. But so they're going to keep him. They're going to keep him, though. They're going to keep him. And I, it's just because they drafted him. That's it. It's because uh-huh. he was a draft pick. If he was not a draft pick, he would have gotten – he would have been long gone right now. He's way too slow. You can't fix that. You can't fix his foot speed, especially if he hadn't got it after – is this his fourth year? Fourth year? I want to say it's his third. Because he's in the class with the three – He's in Daryl Taylor's class, right? Yeah, it's his fourth year. Because it's three. Is it's Daryl Taylor. Eskridge. Don't fourth mm. The one where they had three was Eskridge, right? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Maybe you're right. Yeah, it, regardless, this is third or fourth it's year. It's the third or fourth year. It's too late. If he hadn't got it by now, he's not going to get it. He's not progressed. And he's not even knowing what he's been touted well to do. So the guy came in as a guy who you can count on in pass protection, who was poor in the run game. Well, mm-hmm. I don't see the pass protection. 
I don't see it. So what? No, what do you do? I didn't either. And and when you I, when you say poor in the run game, I mean like really poor in the run <laughs> game. I it's and that's what kills me the most. Um. So so who do we have getting cut then? I guess I'd have to look. Uh, at Greg Island. That's it. Because they I mean they don't have a ton of offensive line depth. It's Bradford. Their backups are Curhan, Forsyth at the tackle position, yeah. and Bradford and and Greg Island, who's been on the practice squad forever. They don't probably so, wouldn't blink twice about cutting okay. him. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's go to guard now. Yeah. Oh, and uh, well, they already cut Liam Ryan in the in the center, right? Let's see. He was a, he was a center, so he got cut. Liam Ryan, and then Joey Hunt. I, I'm I'm assuming at the center position that Joey Hunt's going to get cut as well. Yeah, dude, I didn't even know he was still on the team until this preseason. I was like, what? The only reason I knew it was him was because of his hair. I was like, <laughs> so I thought he left when Russ left. I thought they'd get rid of the short quarterback and the short center at the same time. I I didn't even remember him being on the team last year. So Last year he was not. I think they had him on the practice squad last year, and then they had him in, in training camp this whole year ever since. You know, they got real desperate at center, and – Honestly, it was so bad at center last year that the prospect of bringing back Joey Hunt was, was somewhat enthusiastic. Yeah, it was somewhat intriguing to me. I'm like, great, can he play better than Forsyth? Exactly. Or uh, Blythe. Blythe, sorry, not Forsyth. Blythe. Um, so you have uh, Kendall Randolph being cut. That makes sense. I don't think much. I, Honest to God, I couldn't tell you a play that he played. Well, um, oh, wait. he played really well in the Packers okay. game. I looked at his PFF scores. Um, he was second highest rated guy on the offensive line. So I think he may have been the highest on the offensive line. So he did really well against the Packers. But uh, before that, he hadn't really done much. So I'm sure they're not worried about anybody stealing him. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, defensive end, I guess. Yeah. You got uh, Draymond Jones, obvious. Mario yeah. Edwards, obvious, making the team. Mike Morris, he might be on IR, right? He might. I I don't – they haven't talked about him in that way, and I'm kind of – optimistically, I haven't put him in blue, which means he's automatically going to be an injured reserve or pup. Um, But I don't know. I liked what I saw from him, like, a lot. I was really intrigued. And he needed the reps. He needed the preseason reps. mm -hmm. Um, So you have Sykes being cut. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who else? That's it. Uh, but I but I will say this with Sykes. Because Brian Monet is going out on IR, and they technically – so the roster, the way it's going to look, Tuesday is going to be different because once they put people on IR, then you can bring in other guys to replace yeah. them. So I think some I think Sykes is a guy who could make the roster just after they situate the Monet situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got him kind of in the in on the bubble. Oh, I thought you didn't have uh... – I thought you didn't have Miles Adams in there. I was like, well, what are they going to do? Without Cam Young, he's the backup nose, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, who's the other one? Yeah, so Monet's out, obviously, from last season, right? So, yeah. Um, so I think Spike will ultimately go here. Yeah. Or, or maybe Perry. I don't know who they like more. Let's or see. Goddard. I mean, Goddell or whatever, 77, you said. I think they might have cut him already. Oh, did they? Ooh. Okay. <laughs> because I'm, I'm looking at the roster and I don't see. Oh, never mind. Gattel. Yeah, he's listed as nose, so maybe okay. he sneaks in. Maybe they. Yeah, maybe they take him instead. It'll be one of the big guys on the front. And honestly, pick your favorite. I, I think I'm fine with 
all three of them showed promise. All three of them showed that they're undrafted at the same time too. So like, yeah, exactly. Um, and then we let's get to edge before we get to linebacker. Okay. They'll be a. Nochenna, Mafe. Really, really a little disappointing in that Hall situation, especially because he was so late in preseason. I mean, I'm glad he got all the reps in training camp, but I just – I would have yeah. loved to see him get some get some early reps in. You think Ballora still makes a team? Sadly. I, I put him down. I didn't feel like adding a fullback category. <laughs> we all just... know he's not going to play either uh, fullback or linebacker. So, like, he's literally just on here. Honest to God, when they uh... – when they put, when they've been putting uh, Levi Bell in at fullback the last couple weeks, um, I was kind of in the back of my head thinking, well, maybe that goes Balor. Because, yep. I mean, is he that gunner on special? Not even the gun, he's not a gunner. Just that sure tackler on special teams. Is that really the guy we're looking for? So they already paid him, right? Wouldn't they have to eat that money? They already paid him. I forgot about that. They, yeah, I they, think they, they just gave him an extension. Wasn't that last last off season, right? Or was it this one? I think it was this one because it was right after or right before. I can't remember. Right back to back with the Jason Myers. So you are correct. It was. Yeah. So they're not going to. I'd rather see. Uh, as much as he looks like. Um, Fifty-seven. Whatever. Oh, uh, Pat Pat O'Connell. O'Connell. I'd rather see him take that roster spot than Nick Ballore. Or any fullback, like you said, Levi Bell. Well, if he already makes the roster, then he's in. But I'm with you. I just, I'd rather literally anybody else take that roster spot because they're paying him to be a locker room guy. It's that simple. Yep, that's it. They're paying him to be a locker room guy, and I get it, kind of. But like, they didn't have to extend him. I don't no. get the extension. No, exactly. They didn't have to do anything with him. He could have. He's like a vet minimum guy. Yeah, like, they could have just brought him back. Like, I get bringing him back, but, like, you didn't have to pay him what they paid him. I mean, who's his leverage? Who was the other team bidding against you is my question. Uh, (laughs) Your own mind. I don't know. Um, Can we call him a gadget guy? No, you cannot call Valor a gadget guy because, I mean, he'd be good at multiple things. Right. (laughs) And that's not a knock on him. He's an NFL football player. But, I mean, geez, it seems like he's just kind of – there sometimes on punts. Well, he's old. He's old, and it shows. I think he was fine in his heyday. Yeah, but... he is thirty-four years old. I did yeah. not realize that. I th- I was thinking like I was thinking twenty-eight. Honest. Oh no, no, he's way no. I mean, he was okay at twenty-eight. He was a guy that that you could justify keeping on the roster at twenty-eight. But justify paying a guy? What are they paying? Three million dollars, something like that. Three point five. Too much money to be a special teams guy who should probably get the vet minimum. It's too much. Um, sorry. Not sorry. Even, I just noticed your list, even Joey Blunt instead of Nick Bloor. Yeah. I think that would be a good, maybe that would make sense. It is so hard. It doesn't even look like there's only 53 guys on this list. Yeah, I, I know. Swear. I, double ch- I double checked. I kept counting. I, I, I might be missing one. Because I did this like an hour before we capped on the show. So, no, I got you. It's really close, but (laughs) it looks like so. I mean, you like look and you're like, who would I switch? Because I kind of hope just for special teams, I'd like Joey Blunt to make the list. Yeah. I'd rather have Joey Blunt make the list for special teams than Nick Bloor. I agree. 
And I thought I, I, I just don't think awesome. it's a good roster spot. Two roster spots I would happily get rid of. Stone Forsythe, Nick Ballore would 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 happily and, and be proud of the Seahawks if they walked away. I don't think they will though. Especially... No, they didn't walk away from LJ Collier, so they're not walking away from this. Yeah, exactly. Um it's kind of scary only having four cornerbacks up there, but Kobe could slide right in there. And Julian yeah. Love is kind of playing nickel too. So Yeah. That's really where it because I had so I had Artie Burns on this list, but because of the special teams guys. I think I was at 54. So I had to I had to get rid of him. But Artie Burns is the guy, if they wanted to play around with these numbers, and maybe he's the guy they bring back after the the Monet switch. I don't know, but Artie Burns played some nickel. And to me, that says that they're looking for a way to keep him on this team. I'm surprised they haven't dealt him. Yeah. After Saturday. Well, you're not gonna deal him. You you would deal because he was a free agent. He obviously doesn't have a market. You would deal a Mike Jackson. Somebody who's got some some experience, some proven feeling oh, out no, there. I'm saying after before cut day on Tuesday, on tomorrow. I'm surprised with how Burns showed up. If somebody wanted to offer a six round pick just so he didn't hit waivers, I'm kind of surprised with how well he played on Saturday because he's a guy I had starred. But yeah, he's kind of bounced around too. So. Yeah, he's a he's a journeyman, and he came. I mean, he was on the couch when we signed him, which means other teams could have. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing he's going to do on preseason between being on the couch a few months ago and now to make him tradable. Mike Jackson is who you would trade, and then you would just keep Artie Burns as your veteran insurance, pretty much, is how you work that. Because he can play outside and inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do in terms of getting value. Because Mike Jackson is the only one worth getting value. And Trey Brown, but I'm not willing to go him out. Yeah, no, I'm honestly, after this – after the preseason, I'm more willing to get rid of Jackson than Trey Brown. And I'm a Jackson fan, so right. that's saying something, right? Yeah. Just the way he showed out. Um, yeah, Diggs, Derek Reed. So who would they cut at safety? So I guess Blunt, right? Yeah, some guys. Some guys. <laughs> there was nobody other than Joey Blunt. There was nobody special at safety. Um, I still don't know if they consider Kobe – Free safety or strong safety? I put him in strong safety because I saw him there on a depth chart, their, their first official depth chart once. So I stuck with him there. But he could easily play both, I think. Yeah, and I'd rather kind of – if if he has to come in, I'd rather see him at free safety anyways. So I agree. Um, that 39 they have lifted, listed as a safety, but I thought he played more linebacker during the game. Yeah. Um, Sutherland – yeah, so oh, Sutherland is a guy. Plays. Didn't he play a lot at nickel? That's, I can't remember. I, think he I remember hearing his name once or twice. It's so hard, especially going, like, I'm trying to think back to the Cowboys game now. So <laughs> They played him a lot at nickel. So he's um, Sutherland and the guy, Ty Okoda, would be the people who got cut from the safety. Is what yeah, yeah. That's at 39, who I thought was a linebacker playing last week. Yeah, so I I think they not they're not really losing anything other than Joey Blunt. I I agree with you on the if I had to choose between Nick Ballour and Joey Blunt, it's Joey Blunt all day. But we're not in charge. <laughs> exactly. God, it just having four middle linebackers on there. Who's gonna pick up Joey Blunt through waivers? No one. That's why they that's why they can cut him and they're gonna put him on the practice squad. So Joey Blunt will be around. 
Yeah. Sorry, I, I, mis I, I misspoke that. Who's going to pick up Ballora on waivers? Is what oh, asking. absolutely no one. I, I don't, I, he wouldn't go through waivers because he's a vet. So he'd just oh, be a vested free agent. Okay, and then we could just pick him up. And then now you're allowed to put veterans on the practice squad. Correct. So that's what I would do, but they—I guess—they would play him on special teams every game. So you can't keep calling him up. I don't know if I keep six receivers. Now that they I'm not this, I they not. I might keep five, and then try to sneak Joey Blunt on there. Would you sneak Joey Blunt in over Artie Burns? Or See, that's tough. Couple? That is a tough question because he showed out. I thought Burns looked great. Yeah, I'm fine so, with I'm fine with five for sure. I, they went with six last year because I think when I, didn't they keep no they cut Bo Melton didn't they? They, they cut him. Bo Melton they cut him. So yeah, maybe they did go with five last year. I think somehow Penny Hart made his way onto the roster yeah, he did. last year. I feel like they went with six, so I kind of slated six. But I'm great with like you said having the five. Put K Johnson, Esau Winston. They can both be on the practice squad. Get get Artie Burns in here. But it's tough because it know that defensive tackle depth is so small. And I like Joey Blunt, but the reason I'm not super high on keeping Joey Blunt on the roster is because they called him up from the practice squad last year, and they can just do the same thing again this year, especially considering he's injured. Do you really want to, you know, I mean, he's not, he's going to be play anytime soon. I don't know how severe the injury is, but. This is yeah. so this is so hard. I don't think I've ever gone through and like really cut down to specifically fifty three. So imagine like imagine being the guy. Imagine being like Pete and John and actually having relationships with these guys on top of the fact yeah. that you have to crunch the numbers, right? So and it's and you can tell they struggle with it because like they they always slowly release these guys. Like they always get rid of the people who like nobody thought they can make the roster anyway first. And then they take the longest to release the final, you know, waivers. They struggle. They're not one of those teams that's just going to cut all at once. Like, they – Yeah, they, they did that. They did that. They released, like, seven yesterday and five yeah. today. So Yeah. And they were all guys that, like, no one ever thought would make the roster anyway. They they struggle. They're, str they're making the same decisions we're making right now. Yeah, but even harder, way harder, because yeah. uh, they know these people personally. Right, exactly. So you're not just cutting them, you know, you're cutting their whole family. Right. So that's that's the thing. But I think your list looks good. We'll see. Maybe there's some surprises there. There's just not really one guy that I could look at and be like, don't get him on the team. Yeah. But, it, okay, you didn't answer the question, though. If you had to pick, if you let's say we get rid of Kate Johnson, which, you know, I actually might do. I think I'll just do that in real time. I'm, I can stick Artie Burns in here. I can stick us a nose tackle who's not Miles Adams in, in here. Um, or Joey Blunt. Where do you where do you go? I think that 77, what's his last name? Gatell, Matt. Yeah. How do you spell? I don't know how to spell it. I'll look it up right now. I'm on the depth chart. Um uh, G-O-T. Did he already get cut? No, he was on here. He's not on the depth chart. He's think. on he's on their roster. It's listed as NT for nose tackle. Uh, the uh, ESPN does not have this guy on here. Oh, do they know something? <laughs> yeah, do they? I don't know. Um, 
Another one was Vi Jones. Like, I don't think he deserves a roster spot either, but I that's one that I could see sneaking on to the roster, I guess. I got to be honest, I like him more than like John Radigan, more than I like BBK, more than I like all those guys. But uh, with his injury, he seems like he's going to be out a while. They haven't said anything about him, and that's never good. Yeah. So I don't think he'll make it. I think he probably would have been at practice squad. Okay. I feel like he could have made this roster um, and gave Nick Bellore a run for his money if he would have been able to stay healthy for the preseason. He's but still on the team. He'll be on the team because he's been around for a while. Sorry, but, I, I mean Gattel. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, ESPN just slipping. That's no surprise. <laughs> no surprise there, but – he made all preseason team. Nice. Really? That's a thing? I guess. He tweeted <laughs> that. He said, thank God. Blessed to make all preseason game. Hashtag Seahawks. Okay. Happy for him. I'm I didn't gonna... even know his name. and I didn't even know his name until you said it a minute ago. You were like, oh, yeah. Because I just had 77 written down. It's like, oh, 77 and 73. I couldn't tell which one was which. They look good. <laughs> Let's see. Um... Uh... Yeah, so that's that's what I got. I think I'm with I, – I think you've talked me out off of Cade, though. I wasn't – I don't love it, but, you know. Yeah, it's one of those, I guess. Talk it's just hard to let go of some of these guys. It is. You never think it will be, and, and it's down to those last four or five, right? That's always the hardest. Yeah, for sure. But they'll make the practice squad anyway, and the Seahawks are really good about giving guys who who've earned it and who maybe should have made the roster, those bubble guys, they'll call them up, and maybe they'll play, maybe they don't, but they're pretty good about that. Wait, Sajan doesn't like Artie Burns. No Burns? I like Burns, man. Especially as, as this, this preseason, because I think that's his second stint here, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. They were kind of sliding him as a starter before Tariq Woolen, you know, came and I mean, everybody kind of thought it would be Sidney Jones and Artie Burns. That was last offseason, huh? So Correct. I thought I thought it was going to be Sidney Jones and Kobe Bryant. And then I thought this year would be Tariq Bull and Kobe Bryant, and I was yeah. way off. No, <laughs> we all were. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought I thought Tariq was going to take – or just Reek now. Sorry, yeah. Reek. Yeah, that's so weird. I thought Reek was going to uh, take a while to develop, but I did not expect this whatsoever. So, Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He said he likes Burns. Yeah, because I like, I just like Burns versatility. I liked him before, but the fact that they're playing him at nickel and they're playing him on the outside speaks volumes to me. And anything I can do to get Kobe Bryant out of the slot, I will do. It sounds bad, but like outside of the forced fumbles, he was bad in coverage, like really bad. Like, yeah, it's worse. It seemed like he was a bad, like, he's bad. This is weird. So this is weird to say. Like it seemed like after the receiver caught the ball, he was not an awesome tackler. But now that he's at safety, it seems like he is a really good open tackler. I mean, he did miss one big tackle on AJ Dillon, but the guys, yeah, it's AJ quadriceps are like the size yeah. of trunks, you know. And yeah, <laughs> how much does Kobe Bryant weigh? I can't tell you off the off the uh, top of my head, but it's not a lot. So, um, yeah, these. <laughs> I'm just – I'm excited for this team. I really am, I think. Uh, I'm wringing my hands. I was excited two weeks ago, and now I'm hand-wringing because of the injuries. The injuries have made me – we've lost the rookie class. 
in the rookie class was a big reason why I was super excited about the possibilities of this team. But without those guys, who, who's even playing week one? What rookies are playing week one? Can we name one? Witherspoon. He'll play. If he's when we just said we're concerned about him. So I, I said I was concerned about him. You don't I seem agree. as concerned as me. I think I no, I agree with you on the concern because I think he will be physically healthy by week one, but losing the reps all the rest of the preseason is concerning. Now, I I'm not as down on his training camp. Found a lot of people didn't like how his training camp went. I'm higher on remembering the good things that like he sort of he learned quickly, right? So okay. he started off pretty bad and then he looked really good at the end of it and people were talking a lot about him. That gets a little lost in the fact that it's been a while. So I just want to see think him he might look once. rough to start. I just wanted to see him suit up once, you know, and we haven't seen him suit up once. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, I don't want him going up against Cooper Cup in week one. Sorry. I don't want him. Sit him. Sit him. Kinda, uh, you know what? Sit him unless – think in your head, though. If he shuts him down, think about the confidence that kid will have. After that's true. That. <laughs> that's true, but that's tough. That's a tough ask. At week one. Now, if this was week six against Cooper Cup, I'd be fine. I think, like – he, he now let's hurt. now let's think about this too. So Charbonnet is going to play. That's, that's uh, true. Okay, Charbonnet will play. So JSN will be out week one. Charbonnet will play. Who? Derek Hall. Maybe what was his team. deal again? A shoulder thing. You said. Derek I don't Hall. think he'll be back. Yeah, AC sprain maybe. Suspected AC sprain. Not confirmed. But something with the shoulder. I don't. Think What's the timeline on that? AC sprain. More than two weeks. No, uh, but. Oh, they haven't said. They didn't know how serious it was when he got hurt. So Pete was asked about it after the Packers game because he got pulled in the third quarter of the Packers game. So he was asked about it. He said he mentioned the words AC sprain, but it's not. he said it's not confirmed and they didn't know how serious it was. So we won't hear from that until we talk to Pete again maybe was t- tomorrow where they do a press conference or practice okay. probably. So hopefully it's not bad, but we'll see. I don't like it. At that position, shoulders are important. So – little bit yeah, yeah. And then, so mike morris obviously i i really wish he would be there i liked him a lot the first preseason game i thought so mike morris will be out uh olu oh he will be in but he won't be starting no so who else is there that's it because because jared reed won't be starting we know that and we know that uh kenny mac now there's a question about kenny mac i don't know if He'll be healthy enough by week one, though, because he – if I remember, I think someone asked about him. You know, you can never tell in those press conferences. Who's yeah, what was his deal? I forgot all about him. What was the, his – In the mock deal, he um, – was it sprained his knee? Oh, yeah. In the yeah. mock game. Yeah. mock game, yep. So he hasn't been right since. And I think he's probably on the verge of getting back to walkthroughs or something, but – Will he play week one? Probably not, especially at that position. You really, yeah, you got to be 100%. And you have so much depth there already, right? If you're yeah. not 100%, we don't want you coming in. Um, I did want – I wrote a note down to let your husband know. Ask him if he thinks Tony Jones Jr. is going to make the Broncos roster this year. <laughs> I noticed he was on the – I was listening to the Rich I didn't Eisen, know that. I was listening to the Rich Eisen podcast today, and they were talking about the best destinations for John Taylor. And they uh, brought up, they brought up the Broncos running back room, 
And they're like, okay, there's Javante Williams. And then they name like four guys and they go, and Tony Jones Jr. And I was like, I'm going to, I was going to text you, but then I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to write it down. I almost (laughs) forgot to bring it up. That's funny. That's funny. No, I I definitely asked him that. But, um, but Bobo, Bobo, he watched the game that Tony Jones Jr. played. I'm sure he doesn't think that he's going to make the roster. Um, so Bobo will be playing. He's a undrafted rookie. I guess, yeah, he counts. Sorry. Do well, I think the drafted rookies don't, won't play, but I guess. Bobo. I think, but here's the thing. It's not like JSN will be back by, you think, week three, I think week two. So let's just say week four, JSN will be back. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really hope Mike Morris will be back because that was one guy that I was really counting on. I'm nervous so, on that. I'm I am too because remember Daryl Taylor's rookie year. Yep. And you're not high on Daryl Taylor at all, but his rookie year, he never played. No. Would he play like the last game or something? Nope. They didn't play him at all because uh, because he didn't play at all his rookie year. Instead of going – he's going into year four. Like it's technically year four for him but he will be a restricted free agent because the Seahawks still have the rights to him because he didn't play or practice enough in year one for the toll over for him to count as a, you know, a thing. So, yeah. I'm counting on him to have a big year. I really hope he does. If not, Boye needs to step it up. Honestly, we're putting, I feel like we're putting too much of this on Boye when it comes to the edge position. I agree. I feel like the pressure should be on Daryl Taylor just because of the poor performance last year. He is what he is. I know, but I feel like just I want I want him to split reps with Daryl Taylor. I don't want all the pressure to, on Boye to be like I do not want him to just be like ran into the ground because we saw how easy they can, you know, they get tired. Not only they get tired, they're out a lot. Well, Boye's not played the position long. If there's a guy who I'm not worried about getting a ton of reps, it's Boye. He's on play the position, what, three, four years in total? Like, he's really new to the position in general, so he's not got a ton of reps there. And Daryl Taylor is so bad against the run. Yeah, like, that's my thing. So bad that anytime he's – my fear is anytime he's on the field, they're just going to run at him. So, because that's what I would do. Anytime he's on the field, we're checking out of the play. Daryl Taylor's on the field. We're running – to his side and it would work every time and i here's one thing that i'm kind of optimistic about that though because you can tell this offseason they've been preaching run game run game run game run fits run fits run fits knock on wood maybe it got through to him maybe because we haven't seen him play in the preseason right i've seen him play in the mock game what one one drive maybe he's hurt oh he was he's hurt okay then that's why. Then that's totally why. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I haven't seen him at all. Then I think they're talking thought, about him coming back, too, but he, he's been hurt. He just kind of started to get ramped back up. I can't, can't remember why he's hurt. That was one thing. Yeah, maybe he didn't play in the mock game. Because, like I said, if he did, he was like one series. Because Bobby played multiple series during the mock game, and he looked, yeah. he looked like Bobby Wagner. Right. He did. He looked still awesome. So, um, yeah, no, he's been hurt. So, I here's part of my problem and why I'm not high on Taylor. Some of those reps were effort, man. Some of those reps were just you just didn't care enough. Like, you, I've seen you put in more effort than that. And on film, you didn't put in 100% effort. So, for me, I'm not, I mean, yeah, maybe if he puts in the effort, he gets a little bit better because he didn't. Sometimes he just got physically railroaded, but I just didn't see him bulk up enough. For me to feel like he's got to anchor at the point of attack, he doesn't. He's the same size. 
Well, and that was my problem with Frank Clark a while ago, too, is it, it wasn't like talent-wise. It yeah. was effort against the run game. Like, yeah. if, they ran the, if they ran the ball, he didn't care. Right. He was like, okay, I'm not going to get a stat for this. Yeah. I'm not going to get a sack. You know, when, I mean, Michael Bennett, that's how he made his money. Yeah. Michael Bennett made his money stuffing the run. And he would get to the quarterback, too. But honestly, if, if there's one thing I would like a guy like Michael Bennett back for, it would be stuffing the run. It's a different scheme now. I get that, but yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I follow you. Oh, wait, so I thought about this randomly. Speaking of like body takeovers, it's not been talked about, and I don't know why. But like, I know everybody's saying Jamal injuries. Adam, Jamal Adams is injury prone, and he is injury prone. But like, have you seen him? He is like two to three times his upper body size. Like he looks almost the same size as Draymond Jones and they look alike, which is weird anyway, but like their upper body is not that different in size. So I'm actually kind of optimistic about that. Like obviously guy was like sick of getting hurt. I'm putting on extra weight. Cause you know, he was super small, right? Doing those hits. He was, he's really skinny. Um, So let's, nobody's talking about it, but I, I'm here for it. Let's see. I just, I'm here for it. I, I like that he's put on the weight, right? Because if you're gonna you're gonna be able to if you're gonna tackle like that, the problem is he tackles way bigger than he is. Well, now if he's got that extra weight on him, like will he tackle his own size, and will it hurt him the same way it did before? Because now his body has the upper body strength to like absorb and maybe wrap up when you make a tackle. That was one of my biggest things with Jamal Adams. Is he he tries to shoulder tackle people and that exactly. works awesome with wide receivers. It does like it works exactly. awesome with defenseless receivers, let's be honest. Exactly. But when it comes to, when it comes to meeting a running back in a hole, which he's going to be asked to do a lot this year because he's a box safety whether he says it or not, he's a box safety. I mean, he yeah. can't it just I just I think we're indifferent on this because we look at it in two different ways. The way I look at it is how much it set us back a little bit with those two draft picks. And that's just what I can't get over. I agree. It did set us back. The reason I don't care as much is because it was the Russell Wilson era and that's over anyway. Like it would have been the picks for the Russ era. And I also feel a lot better because we fleeced the Broncos. So that in my mental mind, like we got fleeced, cool. We fleeced back. So in ours, like stings, like that's what people talk about more. Like no one's really talking about Jamal Adams, but everybody's talking about the rush trade. So like we got it back. There's been three defensive players ever traded for two first round picks. Do you know who they are? No. It's Jamal Adams, Khalil Mack, and Jalen Ramsey. I think out of the three, we might have got the worst possible outcome for the three, but it's... Well, I don't know. When he shows Khalil. promise... Wait, Khalil Mack? He won like... Okay, after he, got, after he got traded. Khalil Mack, after he got traded. I don't know. I mean, he, he did really good, but also he was Maybe kind of on some bad defenses with Chicago for a while, wouldn't he? Yeah, but he was a star of that bad defense. It don't <laughs> he was getting after the quarterback. Right. I guess if that counts. He wasn't a weak link. He definitely wasn't a weak link where in times it felt like Jamal is the weak link. Like in, they, in that I don't blame him for that. That's on the coaches. I do not blame them for that. They one hundred percent put him in the worst possible position to succeed. Like you knew the player he was. They did the same thing with Jimmy Graham. It's like, you know, the same thing. Like if you're gonna yeah. bring in a guy who's a unique guy 
don't keep trying to stick a, a round a square peg in a round hole because that's what they did with Jamal. And then they were like, oh, no, this doesn't work. We have to change the whole philosophy. Well, yeah, it took you two years to figure that out, but you should have known that coming into the seat. Like it was anyway. So I don't blame Jamal for that. That's not his fault. He did what the coaches asked him to do. Coaches put people in bad positions, especially Ken Norton Jr. Yeah, it's just it's just sometimes I wish he played like he talked, like with Jamal. Sometimes like you know he's loud and he's and then I don't know. Just well, yeah, okay. The year he talked, he played well. Yeah, I don't think he's ever shut up. I think he was hurt and talking last year. If we he wouldn't talking loud enough because we don't talk about it, we don't hear it. So <laughs> I guess I guess you you're right. It's just like, like I mean. If, if, if he's – I mean, he had 9.5 sacks this year. I'm not going to complain about his year one with, with, with the Seahawks. Did he have weaknesses? Yes. But also, he was literally the single-handedly the Seahawks pass rush that year because they had zero. It was literally just Jamal Adams and his sacks because it was nothing else. But a lot of them he was running free. Doesn't matter. He was literally the only pass rush that year. And without him, you would have had nothing. Uh, I so, think they could have found another safety to get in there and get at least six and a half of those. No, I disagree. Agree I to disagree. disagree on that yeah. one. I just don't. I just don't. I, me and Jamal, I because, hope. Because part, I, of it, part of Jamal is his instincts, right? So I think you could have a guy come in there and get 4.5. Not saying they couldn't get any sex, but uh, a lot of what 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 is – in Jamal's favor is his instincts one way or the other. Sometimes he takes chances, sometimes they don't work, but that's kind of how instincts work. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I just hope I just I just hope he can, you know, play a major role to this team because it's not only the two draft picks, it's the 17 and a half million, 18 and a half million. The cap hit is real. The cap, but I don't know if I'm curious to see what they do with that next year. They are they are setting them up, they're, they're setting themselves up to be able to move off of that if he doesn't play well this year. Oh, is that it? Because for, yeah, for some reason, I thought it was two more years until we could move off him. So I, I think they can so. move off of him this year. After this season, they can – financially, they can move – they can – they'll take some dead money here, but, like, it won't be – Astronomical. Yeah, and personnel-wise, they've got Julian Love. So they've already set themselves up. That's why they, that's why they paid him because I think they're – aware that Jamal may not work next season. If they got to make some tough choices, and that may be one they make. It's not going to be Quandre. No. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be him. So Definitely. I'm just nervous for when Quandre uh, hits the wall because it seems like he's getting up there in age. What What is he now? At 31. Yeah, I'm a little – well, safeties tend to last quite a long time too, so. Yeah, he didn't even play safety that long. He, he's, he came in as a nickel, I think. He, he did. He came to the Seahawks as basically yeah. a nickel. So, I, I think I'm all right on Quandre. He looked so much better in the second half that I think it was really the injury. Now, the question is, does he become more injury prone? That's more likely to me than him losing his speed or ability. And half of Quandre's game is up here. Like mm-hmm. he's got some physical traits, right? He's got the speed, the ball hawking. You can't take away from him. Either you can catch or you can't Jamal. Either you can catch or you can't. Um, <laughs> And he can. So I, yeah. Well, this is an interesting question, Bryant. Would you be interested in Baker from the Cardinals? I wouldn't right now. I wouldn't right now, but I would have instead taken Malik McDowell 
Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to pay the money because uh, the contract that he's on right now and already paying Quandre, I don't want to move off of paying that much money in safety. We'd still have Julian Love, or I guess you probably trade Julian Love in that exchange. But no, um, love Buddha, but that's a pipe dream. We've got better needs. We messed up. The we messed up with Buddha Baker is when we pass on him to take Malik McDowell. That was honestly, if you want to talk about the ultimate sin, like how this team didn't they pass on T.J. Watt? They passed on T.J. Watt, right? They traded down. So yeah, they passed on T.J. Watt, traded down, which was terrible, and then they passed on Buda Baker to take Malik McDowell. So if you want to talk about like the ultimate sin that started this whole downward spiral, which is basically, well, you can say up and down, up and down, but realistically, the morale has gone down since 2017. Is all started with that Malik McDowell pick. I think you're right, though. I think the morale is largely back up. I oh, me too. That's why yeah. I'm saying it finally oh. took last year to come back up. But without the Malik McDowell pick, we don't trade for Sheldon Richardson. You know, we don't trade curse away. You and don't then, you don't trade for Quandre Diggs though. With, with Buda Baker, you don't trade for Quandre Diggs because Quandre Diggs was a desperation pick because we got tired of watching Tedrick Tedrick Thompson like T two. <laughs> yeah, we got tired of watching that on film and Pete was like enough is enough. Please give us literally this nickelback over here on the Lions. Yeah, we'll take him. Like Somehow anybody else out. And it was his first game was against the 49ers. Do you remember that? I think that was his first game, and he, he had a pick. Killed it. Killed it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it completely changed the the morale of the defense because they were just kind of getting run at with, uh, what was it, Michael Kendricks. Uh, uh-huh. He was a liability that year. The defense was – we don't talk about how bad the defense has been lately. Um, and I know everybody was really upset about last year's, but, like, yeah, I've watched some worse defenses than that. No, like, I was fine with the pass defense. I thought we looked decent, especially yeah. when Wosu was getting to the quarterback. And somehow he – it still blows my mind when you told me that – when you told me that Daryl Taylor had nine and a half sacks last year, you told me that like three – what was that, three, against four the months ditch. ago now is the first time you told me that. And I was just like – Three against the sure Wosu had nine and a half sacks, but his nine yeah. and a half sacks seemed to matter. Yes, they yeah. did because they did matter. <laughs> and well, because really what it was is what they started doing at, at the beginning of the season, Nosu was on a tear, right? And they started double teaming him. So it does leave a little bit more opportunity for other guys, except nobody could really take advantage of it unless it was a weak offensive line. And then Daryl Taylor did. So that's how he ended up piling them on in the that Jets, that Jets game. So I rewatched that a couple weeks ago and just. The last play of the second, of the last play of the second quarter, he like got the most meaningless sack I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's my guy." <laughs> Et, just that pattern. It's cool. Was was it Dwayne Brown who was beaten like that? Was he matched up with? Dwayne I Brown? do want to say that I do, either him or Fant, but I want to say it was Brown because I remember going. I think I told you this. I was at the stadium during that. Jets game, and I kept going. That tackle's literally <laughs> false starting every play, but yeah. it's because Daryl Taylor was jumping the snap so good. I will admit that game he looked awesome. Yeah, he I did. mean he was jumping the snap, but how is he going to look against a quarterback with a cadence like Aaron Rodgers? Right? Because yeah. that was. 
I don't even remember. Was it Zach Wilson playing quarterback? It might have been Mike White. I think it was Mike White. Probably both, if I'm not mistaken. That was – I think it was both. I think either Wilson got pulled. It's possible he got pulled that game. There's a lot of my. I remember seeing – I thought I remember seeing both. I, I know for sure Mike White. Maybe Zach played early. But it was more it was more white than anything else that I know. Mm-hmm. That I know. Um, I think he got benched right before that. That the game before that, and I think about it because I think I remember discussing that in my preview, like who was gonna like they were they gonna mm-hmm. play Zach or Mike White. Yeah, been a while. Well, I mean, we got to a lot of stuff today. It's been yeah. it's been real fun. I'll tell you what, it has been a fun conversation we didn't just we did have to go down the list and kind of look at the 53-man roster and we yeah kind of had to talk about some preseason stuff but overall it's been a i'd say it was a pretty fun stream thing. i agree and everybody in here was really active in the yeah, chat it's been that's, that's always fun we couldn't even we're busy up here fighting about jamal adams we <laughs> i'm kidding um but no my hat's not referring to super bowl 49 you know when i bought this was uh Everybody was doing the let Russ cook thing. So I started buying yeah. the brother damn ball hats because that's just my personal philosophy is have a run game and a great defense and nobody can beat it. It'll be close. It'll be close. I disagree. Okay. All right. Let's start. I, here. I think, I think that was true up until like 2018, 19. I think 18, 19 is when the rules begin to shift in terms of, what you could and could not do on defense, especially from a cornerback perspective. I think given that the rules are slanted toward, they started calling rough in the past some more. I think that is so true. If you're a really yeah. good defense, you're just going to get flagged. Like, just have you seen that hit on um, man? Why am I blanking on the guy? It was a, it was like a textbook tackle. Is it Gwan Alexander from the Steelers? It was it, something like that. It was a textbook tackle viral video. I think I did. And they like find the guy forty grand, and I'm Did like, you hear how much they make per preseason game too? Uh uh-uh. uh I heard it was like less than he got fined. That's terrible. Can you? Could you imagine that? Ha- pay to play, having to pay to play. Yes, literally for a preseason game that you probably as a veteran don't want to play in anyway. Yeah, that's that terrible. Awesome. Now imagine being like an undrafted free agent getting fined forty thousand dollars you're like yeah, well what am i supposed to salary do? for the year <laughs> exactly i mean if i don't make the team yeah that's my salary for the year yes. I, don't know. I don't know how much the undrafted free agents make uh if they don't make the team like before yeah so i don't know that's uh but, but yeah that's that's why i disagree with you in general i think i was with you but i just think things have changed too much oh we got one question in the chat Bro, you obviously have not been watching this preseason car cast. Uh, Jake Bobo, I'm pretty sure. That was not his first touchdown. I'm pretty what sure is- he's caught his third. Yeah. I think he's had a touchdown a game, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm pretty sure it's been that. Because uh, I just saw top villains do like a film breakdown. and Now, not all of those were touchdowns, but maybe it was his first. So is that top villain guy, is he a Seahawks fan? Because no. he seems... He seems like it when I watch Seahawks videos. Now that's why I always have kind of. Now wondered. he covers the team because Seahawks 
because financially, if you look at his other views, it's financially beneficial for him to cover the Seahawks. So he covers the Seahawks team, but his oh. team has actually changed. So I've watched him over the years. Used to be a huge Ravens guy. Now all of a sudden he's on the Eagles bandwagon. He just oh, calls no. himself Mid-Atlantic Mert. So I guess he just picks a team from the Mid-Atlantic and like rolls with it. But um, Sajan was asking about Ehlers. I guess we, we didn't talk about him, huh? He played a lot. No, he didn't play a lot. I don't crazy. like him. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Go ahead. Tell, tell me what you think about him. I don't like him. Um, he's fun. Would I want him? Like, okay. So, like, I'm fine with him on the practice squad, but just like have another guy who can play for real. Because, like, he's obviously not going to be a play for real, but like, he's really funny. He's like a Tim Tebow of the but not as good. He's a little bit better thrower than Tim Tebow. <laughs> but a little bit worse runner than Tim Tebow. Yeah. So he's like more of an average Tim Tebow. Yeah. I noticed that last game because I was calling him Tebow against the uh, Vikings, you know? Yeah. You, saw, it, you it, remember it, that touchdown pass against the Vikings. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen to to Landers. That was a question. You well, think wait, Landers no, that was Cowboys, it? right? Cowboys. I thought it was. Because the touchdown, he got an interception in the Packers game. So it was a, it was the Cowboys. No, the Vikings game, I meant. Sorry. Oh, he Vikings. Threw that one where he just threw it up and it should have been an interception. And, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And that Landers. <laughs> I think Landers will make the practice squad. I think he'll be able to sneak past waivers. That was one that I forgot to say. I agree. Um, yeah, you guys. I just yeah. can't. He's entertaining. The guy's entertaining. Like, because if there was, okay, the Packers game was really boring, but it was really entertaining the last two minutes. I just, you know, yeah, for preseason, I love him. But, like, I wouldn't want him on, like, the roster for real. No, but he, he doesn't be, have any promise. He will be that emergency backup, and I, I think know. that that game will go. I don't you know. have to have, who do you think they bring in? Anybody else? For from what I understand, Bob Condona before the preseason. So maybe the preseason changes it. Before the preseason, Bob Condona reported that they were kind of looking to upgrade from Ailers at that position. That they didn't like what they were seeing. But like it seems like he's kind of a gamer. So in the preseason, if he stays, it's because of the preseason. Do you bring Luton back? No, Is I just that... think they find another rookie, like another guy, anybody. Maybe I just think they don't. They didn't like his arm strength. Maybe right-handed. I can't stand watching left-handed quarterbacks. Shout out to all the 49ers fans in here who love Steve Young. I cannot stand <laughs> watching left-handed quarterbacks. It kills me to watch them. I'm like, I think my screen's mirrored. You know, I think there's something wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there. So I, I'm fine with literally anybody else. Like I don't really, I don't really care. Um, if he's in the game, there's a problem. I think that's what we're both kind of. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, especially because I think, like, he was only mobile. Like, what he did would only work against second and third stringers. Like, it wouldn't work against any real NFL defense. Would be, it would be fun to see him on, like, the Cardinals or something, though, just to That'd see how he would do it. <laughs> the Cardinals are about to become, like, Seahawk reject one-on-one because, like, they already got LJ Carr over there. Then they take somebody else. I thought they had somebody else over there. Um, they're usually right behind us in the standings. They're about to be. Did you yeah. see they cut Colt McCoy? Yeah, and uh, they traded for Dobbs. I so. haven't seen worse. I haven't seen a more blatant attempt at tanking since the Browns went zero and sixteen. 
Uh, would you agree that Locke improved? Yes, I a hundred percent. I think Locke has improved. Um, there was that one pass though where that should have been a pick six against the Packers. There was that. Oh, you don't think he's improved from last off season? Yeah, but last off season was bad. But the more preseason, the more preseason reps he played, the more I saw. The flaws. Well, yeah, like he threw he threw off his back foot a lot and did a lot of like fade right. Like that's still some of the same stuff he did with Denver. So, in some ways, yes, but in other ways, I think he's just always gonna be the same guy. I think he's like Jimmy G, right? Like Jimmy, sorry, for are his fans, but like you could count on like a turnover, right? A fumble, a interception. He, you could kind of just hold your breath. It's kind of coming. I think Drew Locke's always gonna be that guy. I don't know if he'll ever get that out of his game. Yeah, I've kind of thought I kind of thought that too because every time he's on that field, you think, okay, here comes an interception. Yeah, or here comes a fumble, which he's protected the ball a little bit. I'll say a lot better than last preseason because last preseason he was just slinging it around, throwing like six intercepts. I know it wasn't six, but it's, it seemed like against the Cowboys last year, last preseason, he that was his time. Everybody's thinking, okay, here comes Locke. You know, he's gonna tear it up. Nope. He got lucky a few times, though. I think he should have thrown at least one to two interceptions per game. Oh, like season. even even that JSN where he almost caught that incredible one-handed catch, like that was a bad that was, pass. That was JSN's. JSN should have been credited with a yeah. negative interception there. Yeah, that was a terrible throw. Yeah, terrible throw. So like, there's always like he's gotten lucky this preseason. So I get why people say he's improved because he has. There are some his pocket presence is much better. His footwork is much more like. Consistent, I'll say that consistent with his upper body, and but the decision making it's better, but like maybe by like twenty percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's the thing is, it's like it's a, he's. I've said this before. He's like a Brett Favre, but without the the, the good side of Brett Favre. Yeah, you know. Um. Anyways, guys, I think we're about to get out of here. I'm so sorry for taking all your time. Last question, how many sacks will Mosu have this year? I think 11. Okay. I'm going to say at least 10, but it could go to 13 depending upon if other teams, like if Boye is Boye and teams don't have to double team Nuosu, then he's going to eat. So I could say he could get up to 13 in my opinion. It wouldn't surprise me if the guy had 13, but if if it ends up telling off and Boye isn't consistent with the pass rush ability, because that he that's kind of ebbed and flowed, then maybe he gets more than he had last year. Maybe it's just 10 or 11. Boy, I'm I'm that's one guy after this preseason. I'm high on Boye. Like that's I hope I hope he can bring that. I really hope he can bring that. It's yeah, the like, pass rush I'm looking for because the pass rush is inconsistent. The run game is some of super elite, like top of the league run game, run defense. But the pass rush, he's still growing. But the batted passes he had, that's what the, that excited me more than anything was yeah. to see he had like four batted passes in the first half against the Definitely. Cowboys. And it was but against, better quarterback to throw a better ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But he's getting his hands up, and then that one of them wasn't even a bad pass. You know, he just got his hand on the ball when the quarterback had his arm cocked back. So that's just, you know, thinking instead of – but anyways. Yeah. 
All right, thanks. guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm sorry I took so much of your time. I really that was fun. That was fun. We covered a lot. So it's good stuff. <laughs> Always fun to talk, Hawks. Thanks for everybody for hopping in the chat. Um, yeah, thanks, Joe, for having me on. And um, until next time. Yeah, thank you, everybody. All right, later. <laughs>